And how thankful we are for the Holy Spirit. Who remains here among us. Until the work is done. We come to your word today. And we pray that you would continue your finishing work. May the Holy Spirit work within us. As we share the word of God together. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We want to turn this morning to Romans and chapter 8. We're going to read a few passages within this chapter. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now we want to go to verse 7, uh, 14 through 17. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we also may be glorified with Him. 圣灵与我们的心同证我们是神的儿女，既是儿女便是后嗣，就是神的后嗣，和基督同作后嗣。如果我们和他一同受苦，也必和他一同得荣耀。And then verses twenty-six through thirty.然后是二十六节到三十节。In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. 
for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. 况且我们的软弱有圣灵帮助，我们本不晓得怎当怎样祷告，只是圣灵亲自用说不出来的叹息替我们祷告。And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God.见察人心的晓得圣灵的意思，因为圣灵照着神的旨意替圣徒祈求。And we know that God causes all things. To work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to become conformed to the image of His Son, so that He would be the firstborn among many brethren. 因为他预先所知道的人，就预先定下效法他儿子的模样，使他儿子在许多弟兄中做长子。And these whom he predestined, he also called; and these whom he called, he also justified; and these whom he justified, he also glorified. 预先所定下的人又招他们来，所招来的人又称他们为义。this is now the seventh message that I've given on the book of Romans. And I have been burdened to show the wider meaning of the righteousness of God. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. But then Paul says, within that gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So now as Christians, as we walk through our lives from faith to faith, we discover the righteousness of God in our lives. The world has what it calls righteousness, but it is not the righteousness of God. And there are many people who have a religious righteousness, but that also is not the righteousness of God. We have looked at a large definition of the righteousness of God. It means four things. Now the word righteousness comes from a word that means straight. So when we speak of God being righteous, we mean first of all He is all right. He is upright. There's nothing wrong with Him. He's not sick. He's not weak. He's not limited. He is all right. 
Number two, he is always right. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not wrong. Sometimes we think he's wrong about the way he's treating us. It turns out God is always right. He knows what's best. The third thing, God does things right. Many of us start projects which we never finish. But God finishes what he starts. Paul says, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it against the day of Christ. When God takes up a project, to save a man, to build his church, he cannot fail. He does things right. And fourth, and for us, so wonderful, he makes things right. You and I are all screwed up. We're sinners. We're neurotic. You need to take Chinese psychology 101. We all are self-centered. We're all sick. And you know that God loves us so much that He sent His Son to make us right. You had a sign over your head. It says, Wrong. The devil always saw that sign. He says, You're wrong. But God came and made you right. Put your feet on a rock. He made you stand straight. Even now, He's straightening us out. God makes things right. That's His love. Broken things, He heals. Lost things, He saves. He makes things right. Is He making your life right? It starts when you get right with God. When you come to Jesus, because you see, how do we define the righteousness of God? With our pea-sized brains as humans, we cannot understand righteousness of God. Until God sent Jesus as righteousness. What does it mean God is righteous? Look at Jesus. All right, always right, makes right, does right. Yes, but look at Jesus, you'll see all four.
And that's what we've been talking about. And Paul has been unfolding this in the book of Romans. First of all, he spent five chapters to show us how we have been justified through the blood of Jesus Christ. Justified is the word made right. He spent five chapters telling everybody that all have sinned. And you can't make yourself righteous. But when Jesus died and rose again, He has brought righteousness to you if you believe in Him. This was Paul's lifelong lesson. He always, from a child, wanted to be righteous. All of his energy, he tried to keep all of the laws. But what was his testimony? He opened the law. It said, Thou shalt not covet. So Paul says, I won't covet. I won't covet. I won't covet. I won't covet. Then he says, I want that. No matter how he tried, he couldn't make himself righteous. Then he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And all of his religious righteousness was filthy rags before Jesus. And then Jesus said, Now you are my righteous servant. You have been forgiven. My blood has covered your sin. And Paul discovered. He could do nothing to make himself righteous. But to believe and to bow before the Lord of righteousness. And so his Christian life began. And from faith to faith, he discovered how great is the righteousness of God. He's covered us with grace. He's given us peace in our heart. All the things that Jesus did for us. But then Paul comes to this crucial chapter 6, which we looked at last time. Now we have seen what Jesus did for you. Now, who is Jesus to you? And chapter 6 brings us to Gospel 202. Now, when we went to Christian college, we went to Gospel 101, and we got saved. Right upstairs right now, we have a Gospel Friends class. That's Gospel 101. 在楼上我们有一个福音班，那个就是福音课一零一课。
But then Paul in chapter six introduces us to Gospel two o two. 然后保罗在第六章告诉我们福音的二零二这个。Now this is an important class to pass. 这也是一个很重要的功课要要通过的。Who is Jesus to you? 耶稣对你来说是谁 ？Oh, you say, well, he's Savior, he's Lord, he's friend. 啊，你肯定说，哦，他是我的救主，他是我的救主，他是我的朋友。But you don't get through Gospel two o two until you understand Jesus is my life. 但是你不会通过这二零二这门课，直到你意识到耶稣是我的生命。And so in chapter six, Paul unfolds this amazing mystery. 然后就在第六章，保罗就解开了这一个很奇妙的这个奥秘。Because we wonder now that I'm a Christian, I want to serve God. Now how can I serve Him? Here's the answer, Gospel 202. 这里就是啊福音课二零二课的答案 Christ is our righteousness dwelling within us. 啊，基督就是我们的公义住在我们的里面 We have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live. 我们今天与耶经与耶稣同定十架，然而我们却在肉身中活着。Yet not us， 但不是我们。Christ lives in me， 而是基督在我们里面活。And the life I now live comes out of that life of Christ。现在活的生命，我们所活的生命是从那他在里面的生命活出来的。You don't become a Christian and start doing righteous things。我们不是变成成为一个基督就开始做对的事情。When you become a Christian, Christ comes into your life。当我们成为基督徒，基督进到我们的生命里。And then He begins to do righteous things through you. 然后基督通过我们来做那公义的事情。We've been crucified with Christ. Unite, unite, as Paul puts it, united with Christ in His in the cross. 我们与基督联合在那十字架上。United with Christ in His burial. 我们与基督联合在他的埋葬当中。United with Christ in His resurrection. 我们与基督联合在他复活当中。And Paul spends that chapter six telling us as we go through Gospel two o two. Ah, Paul in the sixth chapter says, "We go through Gospel two o two." First, first, we need to know the truth of Galatians two twenty. We need to know the truth of Galatians two twenty. We need to know the truth of Galatians two twenty. We need to know the truth of Galatians two twenty. Presenting ourselves, 就将我们的身体 in consecration 啊献为活祭 ，and now our members as instruments of righteousness. 现在我们的肢体就成为义的器具。Now we have we've consecrated our lives. 我们将我们的身啊生命奉献 ，and Christ's life within us begins to do righteous things through our members. 基督的身体就借着基督的生命借着我们的身体来做那工作。Now that's Gospel two o two. 那就是福音二零二。Now today we read from Romans chapter eight. 今天我们从罗马书第八章读了些。Now many of you know this is Gospel three o three. 很多人知道这是福音三零三。Now what's strange about chapter seven and eight? 啊，第七章和第八章很特别的就是。You think when Paul is through with chapter six, he would immediately take chapter twelve and put it next to it. 大家觉得说保罗讲了第六章，可能就把十二章马上到第六章之后面。Now I speak as a fool, but if I were writing, I would have changed Paul's whole order. 我就好像啊很笨的人，我就要讲，如果我要写的话，我就把这个保罗写这个罗马书的次序打断。We just came to the end of chapter six. We consecrated our lives before the Lord. 我们就到第六章的结尾，我们把生命献给主。
Now it should start out in chapter 12. How to be the body of Christ. How every member functions. See, this is how righteousness is worked out. 这就是公义怎么样能够活出来? But in the wisdom of God, Paul knew that we need chapter 7 and 8. If we really want to serve God in Romans chapter 12, we need to understand chapter 7 and 8. Because after we get saved, and now we know Christ dwells in me, now a question has arisen. I'm so thankful for my salvation. I'm so thankful for my Savior. That I say, Lord, what can I do for you? Now, do you, have you had this urge in your heart? Lord, you've been so good to me. What can I do for you? And you see, in Paul's life now, he's getting so full of Christ. He says, Lord, what can I do for you? And that's when Gospel 303 class we start. Now we have to go to the end of the course. To understand the beginning. Now I know some of you read books and you start at the end. But in the textbook of Gospel 303, we must start at the end. So we say, Lord, what can I do for you? And you know what the Lord says? Be my son. Gospel 303 is about sonship. Now there's a difference between being a child of God and being a son of God. Now as an example, Deborah is just about ready to have a baby come out of the oven. Actually, I don't know if it's going to be a boy or girl. I didn't ask. Uh, but let's just say it's a boy. Now, uh, Kevin goes immediately to work, and he puts a sign up on the work says, Kevin and Sons. <laughs> so everybody says, oh, when is your son coming to work? He says, oh, he's not coming for 22 years. Thursday has to go to school, go to college. Now you see immediately that as soon as a child is born, it's the child. As soon as we are born again, we're children of God. That never changes. But if we're to be useful to God, he wants us to be sons. We have learned from him. We can do fruitful works. And very important, we understand our dad. Now, my dad, he was a psychiatrist. Now, I know you're wondering how he could produce such a crazy child. 
But one day when I was about nine years old, he took me to his work. Big state hospital, 500 people in there. Now I knew my dad for nine years. I never saw he had this big set of keys to unlock all the doors in the hospital. He's almost like jail cells. Big keys, this and so I never knew my dad did this. Suddenly I become a son. Uh, oh, I want to be like my dad because I want big keys. <laughs> well, I have begun to understand something about him I never knew before. And we, and we in Gospel 303, we really need to get to know who the Lord is by becoming son. What a wonderful process. We would think we should say, okay, God, what do you want us to do? He says, okay, do this, do this, go build a church over there, go preach the gospel over there. Now, we do those things. But he says, I want you to be my son. And suddenly we understand. It's as important who we are as what we do. Now, you know, I, I was saved in a denominational church. It's a very small church. And they were very hard up for anybody who preached the gospel, so they made me gospel preacher. So only two years as a Christian, I'm already preaching a pastor at a church. What did I know about God? I just knew I was like one of the seven dwarfs. We work, 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 we work the whole day long. That's all I knew. You're supposed to work for the gospel. Then one day I heard, I want you to become a son. I have no idea what this means. I thought that meant you work harder. No, no, no. What it means is you go deeper. And suddenly in our lives we find the work of the cross starts to work in our lives. Now, what is the work of the cross? We should really call it the work of the cross and the resurrection. Because in anything that we have come to the cross and he's dealt with us on the crucified side, we immediately experience his resurrection. 
Now you notice we read in uh, chapter 8, verse 17. You are heirs of God if you suffer with Him now. And through some suffering, we come into sonship. There's a cross and there's a resurrection. It's the work of the cross and the work of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul says, God takes everything in your life and uses it to conform you to the image of Christ. So let's go to the end of Gospel 303, at the end of chapter 8. And Paul says, Do you really want to see what sonship means? Now, how many of you want to know what sonship means? You want to know what it means? Hold on now. We have to pull the curtain back. And look at eternity before and eternity in the future. Where did the sonship start? Pull back that curtain. He, he foreknew you before you were born. That's when your sonship started. And he had a plan for you. Now, when I say sonship, I mean female sonship and male sonship. I hate to see the sisters close their notebooks and say, this isn't about me. No, 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 this is for brothers and sisters. Before the world began, he, he knew you. Can you believe that? Of course you can't. Our little pea-sized mind, we can't take that in. Paul says he foreknew you. You see that right there in verse 29. Those whom he foreknew. Then second, he predestined you. Now what, now what does that mean? Some people think predestination means God says, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell. Now what does predestined mean in the Bible? It means that God has a predestined goal for you. It's predetermined. Do you know that? You have already a predetermined goal in God's purpose for you. And what is that? In verse 29 there, to be conformed to the image of His Son. Alright? Do you see it? I know you can't believe this. You're going to look like Jesus. Now not in looks. 
Because some of you sisters can't grow beards. But in your character, you're going to look like Christ. In your love, you're going to look like Christ. That's God's. So He's already cut out a pattern for you. And then He foreknew you. He predestined you. Did you know about that? When you were five years old, did you know that? But then he came down into time when he called you. You see, he called you. Now that's in history. When did he call you to salvation? For me, 1964. Yes, that's why it's hard for me to stay for the whole wedding feast. You know, I think James and Stephanie may still be at the feast. <laughs> but anyway, when were you called to salvation? Well, you probably know the year. And that's the first time God invaded your life. But all this time he's been planning for you. And then when he called you, he said, And whom he called, he also made righteous, justified, made righteous. He called you and justified you. That's the first thing you know in history. He called me and he saved me. That's what, what wonderful grace. But Paul says, wait, 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 wait. We're in Gospel 303. Push this curtain into eternity and look at you. Whom he justified, he glorified. Now there you are in the future. A son in the image of his son. Perfect in glory. Transformed. Now do you see the tremendous power of God to make things right? That's what he's going to do with you and I. He's got a lot of work on his hands. Now, what he needs to do is strengthen us as sons. Because it's hard to grasp this destiny we have. You know what I mean? Especially Monday morning, you go back to work. Now do you still know you're a glorious son? Because if you notice Paul's tenses in these words called, predestined, called, justified, glorified, it's all past tense. If you can see in eternity, you're already a glorious son. But you go back to work on Monday morning and now you're just 
a man of the earth. Nothing glorious about this. And some Christians are so happy to be saved. But they don't really want much more. No, 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 I just want to be like a saved human being, that's all. Uh, I don't care about the future. Give Brother Isaac a mansion. I'll just take a little tiny hut. I just want to stay the way I am. God loves me the way I am. I'm just going to stay the way I am. Paul says, oh, that must be Paul coming. <laughs> Paul says, you can't stay the same. It's impossible. Why? Because God's will is stronger than your will. He has planned for you to be glorious, so guess what? You can either say, Thy will be done. Or you can say, oh, oh, because he is going to fulfill his will. And the reason he's willing to do this is because he loves his son Jesus so much and he wants his son to have companions. That is the second reason you can't stay the same. So maybe you're Christian, but you're a naughty Christian. Uh, you're a teenager, you're a Christian, but you still get on the wrong website. But you can't stay the same. Second reason. Listen. Listen outside. Paul says, all of creation is groaning, waiting for you to be changed. Listen to the trees. Listen to the cricket. They're all groaning. That's a cricket groan. That cricket is saying, change Dana, change Dana. Creation is bound until the sons of God are set free. Well, maybe you don't go listen to the trees. Well, there's a third reason it's impossible for you not to change. What's that? I forgot to tell you. In Gospel 202, the Holy Spirit's already working on you. Too late. Holy Spirit's already working. And let's have a wrestling match. Me and the Holy Spirit. What do you say? Somebody says, go. Holy Spirit. Is in your life to transform you. 
第十七节第十八节。Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. 主就是那灵，主的灵在哪里，哪里就得以自由。我们众人既然敞着脸得以看见主的荣光，好像从镜子里反照，就变成主的形状，荣上加荣，如同从主的灵变成的。As we look at two things, actually，有两件事情。As we look at the word of God，当我们看神的话的时候，because that's the context of chapter three，Paul is ministering the word of God in the new covenant。这就是《格林多后书》三章的前后文。As we look at the Word of God,当我们看神的话的时候，we see Christ in that Word.我们就在神的话中看到基督。And the Holy Spirit transforms something in us.圣灵就把一些事情、东西做成在我们里面。And as we're looking at the mirror, as it were, at ourselves,当我们看到镜子的时候，好像看我们。As much as we see all that's wrong,当我们看到很多都错了。Every time you sense Christ in you. There's a transforming from glory to glory by the Spirit. This is a tremendous work the Spirit is doing. But I think I'll just break it down into a couple of simple things from chapter 8 today. To see how the Spirit of God working in us brings us towards sonship. Now the first thing is this. In chapter 8, verse 15 and 16. Let's look at it again. For you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. 你们所受的不是奴仆的心仍就害怕,所受的乃是儿子的心,因此我们呼叫阿巴父,圣灵与我们的心同证,我们是神的儿女。now a child of God, 作为神的儿女, sometimes is plagued with doubts and fears. 很多时候好像充满了害怕和疑问. But a son of God, 但是成为神的儿子, has an assurance within them. 就是在他们心中有一个确定,确据. How do we come to this assurance? 我们怎么能来到这个确据的地方呢? Paul says, the Holy Spirit within bears witness with our spirit that we are a child of God. Now that's the deepest work of God that can be done. The Spirit of God speaks to our spirit. And what does he say? You're a child of God. Do you have that assurance? Has the Spirit ever spoken to your spirit? 
Sometimes as children were saved, but we doubt. I don't know. Am I really saved? I'm not really sure. 很多时候我们是神的儿女得救了，但我们又充满了怀疑，说我们是否得救了呢？ But then the Spirit comes.但是圣灵来了。He speaks within your heart.他在你的心中在说话。And what does Paul say happens?保罗就说这发生什么事呢？ You see that God is Abba Father.你就看到神是我们的阿爸父。And Abba means my daddy. You have discovered in your heart your daddy. God is not now some kind of a being up in the sky. You have a relationship with my daddy. And your heart cries out, Abba, Abba. He is my father. So you are a child. The Holy Spirit does that within you. The second thing he does. He replaces fear. With a spirit of adoption. Paul says as a child of God, you shouldn't be afraid anymore that you're not a child. 保罗说你是神的儿女心中就不要再恐惧说你不是神的儿女害怕。Spirit inside of you assures you，因为在你的里面的灵会来给你这样的确据。That you're an adopted child。你是被赎回的、被领养的孩子。And you'll never be cast out of the family。永远不会被从家中赶出去。Isn't that wonderful？那是何等奇妙。Because as a Christian, you'll make many mistakes。因为作为一个基督徒，我们会犯很多的错。But you're never cast out of the family。you have the spirit of adoption in you. And the third wonderful thing that the spirit does within your spirit. He seals us with the down payment of our inheritance. Or as Paul says, verse uh, 17, and if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. That's wonderful to know you're saved. But then the Spirit shows you there's a tremendous inheritance in God's family through Christ. The Holy Spirit has sealed you. Now you belong to my son. And you will be part of the inheritance. Now, that's the difference between a child and a son. We go through very many difficult issues as Christians. But once the Spirit is born witness with your spirit, you never doubt your salvation. 一旦圣灵在你的里面能够给你这样的确据，你就对你的救恩不再怀疑。What a wonderful work the Spirit does in making us right。这是圣灵所做的何等奇妙的工作，让我们能够成为罪。And then the second thing，第二件事情，the difference of becoming a child coming into sonship，从一个儿女变成呃儿子这个过程，it comes out of the first。从第一个过程当中，we have to realize that nothing。can separate us from the love of God. 
We notice it in chapter 8, verse 35. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword? And then in verse 38, For I am convinced that neither death nor life or anything can separate us from the love of God. Now a son is somebody who knows that's true. No matter what they go through in their lives. Because things that happen in our lives make us feel very far from God sometimes. Paul opens up his heart and shares his own personal experience. And especially in chapter 7, we discover how Paul overcame feeling abandoned, that God didn't love him. The fact is, we cannot be separated. He is divine, we are the branches. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We can never be taken out of our Father's hand. We know these doctrines. But in our experience, we feel sometimes so separate from God. And Paul talks about two things that make us feel separate from God. One is, is the flesh. The other is the power of sin. That's why he has to begin chapter 8 by saying, There is therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Now why does Paul say that? Because sin makes us feel separated from God and even condemned. There is no condemnation. But now a son needs to learn how to deal with the flesh and how to deal with sin. Now we'll go to chapter 7, look at three verses. They pretty much define flesh for us. Chapter 7, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of flesh, sold in the bondage of sin. Look at verse 18. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. Now what is the flesh? It's our own self. Our independent self. The best definition of flesh? Read Romans chapter 7. The word that defines flesh is 
Paul uses in chapter 7, I, me, my, 用我, 我, Forty-seven times in twenty-five verses. 在二十五节当中就用了四十七次. There's a good definition of self. 这就是对自己很好的一个定义了. There you are. But if that's not enough, 但是还不够, in these twenty-five chapters, seventeen times he uses the word flesh, and every time flesh is bad. 在这个里面，他用了十七次，呃呃，这个肉体，每一次讲的肉体都是不好。And flesh separates us from God in our experience。这个肉体在我们的经历当中，让我们与神隔离。Now why is that？为什么会这样呢？Well, the Bible says very clearly。圣经讲得很清楚。When we walk by the flesh，当我们靠着肉体而行的，this flesh is fighting against the spirit of God。肉体与神的灵为敌。Flesh fights against spirit. Spirit fights against flesh. Now when we walk in the flesh, we have a fight with the spirit of God. Paul says, you know how I learned I, I had flesh, Christian flesh? The law came to me one day as a Christian. Paul, you're a good Christian, right? Also, yeah, by the grace of God. All right, Paul, here's the law. Do not covet. Paul tried. He turned off the TV. But he took out an iPod and listened. Whatever God told him to do, he could not do it. But you see, here was the Paul's problem. Tell me what to do, God. I can do it. I, I can do it. God says, okay, here's another law. Do this. What did Paul learn? Even the good things I want to do, I can't do. But it's even worse. 而且会更糟, because sin is... So powerful in my life. Even the things I don't want to do. Look, I have it on my list. Do not do these things. These are the things I do. Now, Paul needs a good psychiatrist. There's a war going on inside. The bad things he does, the good things he doesn't. And this is a Christian who wants to serve God. Oh, we have to learn a terrible lesson. Paul's conclusion, I have learned, there is nothing good in me. Is that what Paul said? Uh, he didn't say that. He said, I have learned there is nothing good in me that is in my flesh. Now there's a that is. Because there's a choice. We can walk by the Spirit or we can walk by the flesh. Who is Paul? He's a new man in Christ. Christ dwells in him. 
He's a vessel to serve God. But now who's controlling the vessel? If the flesh is controlling the vessel, then he says, do this, do that. And the workers get in a fight. If the Spirit of God controls his life, then his ministry is a sweet offering to God. It brings unity, not division. Because he's being led by the Spirit, not the flesh. But all of chapter 7 is just a painful testimony of how Paul came to the end of his own self-confidence. He ends the testimony by saying, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can deliver me from this body of death? I want to serve God, I can't serve God. There's a sin, not just sins, Sins dwells in me. It's like a powerful force. 